0: You are listening to the Vessel Aliveness Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann Jones. I created this podcast to encourage your heart and give you hope through tangible baby steps so you can make your health a priority again. You deserve to start feeling better in your body today and focus your energy back on the things that really matter instead of stressing about your diet. Your body is your vehicle for growth and experience in this life. Join me to explore how to feel more alive and your precious, hardworking mama vessel. Let's go to the show. Hi friends, thank you so much for joining me today for another episode. Today is a really special one. I have one of my dear friends, Dr. Valerie Mena Major with me. She is a functional holistic practitioner. She also is a Reiki master practitioner and she's been a nurse practitioner for 12 years. So she's here today to talk to us more about what a holistic practitioner is and how it can help and about getting to the root cause of any health issues you might be experiencing. So without further ado, welcome Dr. Valerie, how are you?
1: Oh, hi, thank you. I'm doing well, I'm excited to be here. I love you. I love your podcast and everything that you are putting out there in the world. I feel like it aligns with what I also believe in.
0: Thank you. Me too. I think that's why we've come together. Um, We actually are business accountability buddies. So we meet weekly to kind of hold each other accountable to bring, you know, all of this wonderful information to you, all our listeners and followers. So let's just hop right in. Um, go ahead and tell me first a little bit about yourself and, You know, tell the listeners who you are and what you're about.
1: Well, no problem. I'm Valerie Mena Major. Um, just a little about me. I grew up in Southern California and I'm still living in Southern California, just a little further north than where I'm um, originally from. I love anything that's outdoors, <laughs> from hiking, camping, water sports, beach walks. And I love traveling. Um, the COVID kind of dampened that, but sure. um, I still was able to be outdoors, which was wonderful and very lucky too. Yeah. Um, but I am a nurse practitioner. I've been working as a nurse practitioner for about over 10 years. I've been a nurse for almost 20 years. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel like it. Um, there's always something new and more to learn, um, as I talk about later. And um, so it's it's surprising when I actually look at the, the years that's gone by. Um, but I'm very blessed. <laughs> I you know I love being a nurse. Um, it's given me so much opportunities, um, and just in the healthcare setting. And I've been in the I've been in the ICU working in a, which is an intensive care unit in some, you know, level one trauma centers. I've, as a nurse practitioner, I work for the veterans um, as our primary care provider, which I love being um, and working with them. And I've worked as a community health nurse where I go into, for me, it was an elderly population and trying to, you know, give them better access to care. And I think to me, every setting I've been in, I've learned a lot. But I feel like getting into people's homes and seeing their home environment really opened my eyes to what people go through. And mm-hmm. I learned that it does take a team effort to help a person to be healthy. And I and that really in that setting solidified kind of my philosophy that I needed to look at a person, mind, body, and spirit you know, and that to look, see them physically, emotionally, and mentally, not just physically, because to be well, we have to look at all those aspects. So I'm blessed that I was able to be in many different settings in healthcare and also being in, in people's homes that they allowed me to enter into their home and help take care of them.
0: Yeah, that's really awesome because it connects you to their humanity, right? And then seeing where, people's care is actually lacking. I'm sure working with the veterans, you see that all the time that it's hard to get the kind of care they really need. So what inspired you to become a functional holistic practitioner? And what does that even mean?
1: One thing, few reasons I'll start with kind of what inspired me was that I've always loved learning. I'm, I'm always that person who's going to be in school. (laughs) And and I also love teaching others what I learned. So just I think through my learning about a healthy body and wellness, I fell into functional medicine, which functional medicine is looking at the root cause of your illness or Mm -hmm. symptom or disease. The holistic side is for me is seeing that to be healthy is looking at your your mind body and your spirit um so looking at that emotional and mental aspect of it so that's where i see that holistic side um so i kind of have more of a whole body view of a person and and it's also kind of like a community too because making sure that you're healthy means then then we can move on to the rest of the community itself so it's kind of becomes like this micro looking at individual but for me, it's also then we can help the larger uh, community and society.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Knowing that like, you're not alone. And I mean, you know, that I love looking at the whole person too, because it's, you know, not about what you're eating all the time. There's so much more that makes up that person and where their health is at. Oh, yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. And sometimes we can get very Never mind. You know, we just kind of zoom in just on the physical aspect or just yeah. the food aspect, but there's much more to our health than just that, which is so amazing with functional and holistic care that we're what we are melding those two together. Yeah.
0: So I love
1: that. And I think the other aspect that inspired me was was seeing it in my own health journey and seeing it among people I know who have gone through like their own healing journey. And like, for me, like I had issues with my gut and, you know, and then the, you know, the poor sleep, the stress and the fatigue, um, and the, you know, typically in traditional healthcare, you know, like gut issues, they would give me, you know, like a Nexium or a Prilosec to help that out, you know, or, or for my poor sleep, they would give you something to help with sleep, like a Trazodone or an Ambien or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's like i wasn't wanting any certain meds and especially knowing that some side effects could occur with it i wasn't keen on it and somehow i stumbled onto whole 30 diet i don't know if people are familiar with it but it's a kind of like eating whole foods like vegetables and organic you know meats and things like that and kind of removing the processed foods and seeing how you feel Mm -hmm. and I noticed with that like oh you know some of my symptoms improved and I think one thing I learned with that was that also wasn't just like food but it was like how do I manage my stress now (laughs) because it's like how I coped with eating or having a drink uh, alcoholic wine or something but I didn't have that so I had to learn other coping mechanisms. And it was like, oh, I can do it. You know, I don't have to rely on food alone to make myself feel better. Um it wasn't. (laughs) It was manifesting into other things. So that was kind of like it started me knowing that, oh, food is help can help me feel better. But then it's like, well I still had a little bit of symptoms that was kind of lingering. It's like what's you know, and then I as I was learning more about functional medicine you know, I realized I was like, oh, I need to do a little bit more testing just to kind of figure out what's happening. And that's where I found out with those gut tests um, that I had a little bit of an overgrowth of H. pylori and an in my gut because of that. So that kind of like that little final piece of finding out like, oh, I got this little overgrowth of H. pylori, which is what we have in our body. It just was overgrown because of the years of not eating so well. (laughs) Right. Right. And stress Stress can be a factor. So just kind of putting a protocol together to heal that and help my stomach out, you know, so that's where I see how function medicine can really help out with helping people in their healing journey.
0: Yeah. Really getting to that root cause. And now that you have figured out what your root causes are, it's much easier to be intuitional about your everyday nutrition and what's going to feel really good to your body. And like, you know, not denying the things that people would think are bad foods, you know, having (laughs) your dessert or having a drink or that kind of stuff, but you're able to better listen to your body because you know, what was making it feel really crappy.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, I know this, I can't have that, you know, like I'm gluten sensitive. I know that, you know, mm-hmm. and I create that balance, you know, it's for a while I was on the protocol. It's like, I can't have it. You want to heal your body, but it's like once in a while you, you it's like, we still have to live our life. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we don't want it to be so strict um, because that stress also can be bad for us
0: too. So it's having a full awareness of yourself as a person and how your individual body functions without it being like a diet or you know mm-hmm. a strict way of being. You're flowing with your daily needs. So mm-hmm. kind of with that, what are some common myths about figuring out health issues? Why do people get stuck? I think one of the things I do think we kind of just
1: hit on it. Like I think a common myth about our you know for our health issues is that. Somehow we've kind of believed that we can't heal ourselves, mm. and that we've kind of given up that control to someone else. Yes, and I feel like I want to bring back, like, you no, know, we, ha- you have it in yourself, inside of yourself, that you can. We've just lost that intuition, and we just have to kind of find our way back to it, you know, and just kind of start listening to it, feeling it, and what's it saying. And not that we're gonna get perfect in the beginning. We're you're down in line, but overall, like as you start listening, you're going to get more and more in tune and aware of what it's saying to you. I think that's one of the common myths. I think that as in society, we feel like it's like, Oh, someone else has the answer. But they're not in your body. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's, you know, and, and I, and what I saw, I asked my clients or my patients um, it's like, well, what do you think it is? And sometimes I'll get like a snarky remark, well, you're the, you're the healthcare provider. You know. <laughs> like, I'm not in your body. I don't know what is inside of you. And what is it saying to you?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, we
1: talk about it. Is it right or wrong? Or is it, or something in the middle? Or what is it? One of the factors. So like, I don't want to deny what your body's telling you.
0: Yeah. And you're actually coaching them to figure it out because the answers are all here already and so by asking them that I, I love that you're turning it back and saying "What what's coming up for you like if you had to decide what it was or what was going on with, with you what would that look like and you're just bringing it back to that we can self-heal when we learn our cues and when we learn our body definitely yeah so I think can, getting back to that, it can help a lot of people,
1: a lot of people, even myself, you know, as we forget to listen to ourselves, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the ability to take that moment to listen.
0: Yes. So what's your advice for somebody who is wanting to get to the root of a health concern, maybe one that they've had for a long time or something that's just coming up? What would you tell them? Where would they start?
1: I would say, is just like, you know, getting in tune to yourself and then start getting curious mm-hmm. you know, of like, well, what is happening? Like, oh, my stomach hurts. Well, what is it telling me? What am I feeling? Is, you know, and then maybe is it, is it maybe when I have that bowl of pasta, you know, you're just getting curious and start investigating of like for yourself of what's happening. That's one kind of where you can start taking control of it. Or, you know, is it, are you stressed? How can you in your own daily life improve your stress level? Because stress plays a huge role in our health. Just because when you're stressed, usually then our, our flight and fight nervous system goes up typically. And that can create havoc on our cortisol system and our hormones and cortisol um, which can cause inflammation in our body. So if it's stress, then get curious about how to help your your body. Or if if it's food, just kind of like start looking at what maybe is causing that effects for you. And if you get lost or scared or what you know or unsure, you know, there's definitely then you would I'd say seek out help from professionals to see how to kind of help to get you healthy.
0: We have to learn that, right? We have to learn how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know
1: or get reassurance. It's like, oh yes, this is the right cues. This is what my body's telling me, Mm -hmm. you know, which is sometimes it's hard when we, you know, it's like we go to therapy to talk about our emotions and stuff like that. And we just sometimes need validation from that therapist. It's much the same with our other physical health issues that we are noticing. Is that we need that extra person to help. But if you want to just start small, you know, with yourself, I think is start to get curious and become your own little investigator of what's happening in your body.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that invitation to really start tuning in and asking yourself questions. And you know, that's where I started as well, is like uh, I didn't know I was lactose intolerant. And so kind of being able to figure that out and then ask myself, okay, how can I? form a new habit because I love dairy (laughs) Um, but it wasn't aligning with my body and so also being willing to listen to what's coming up instead of just ignoring it and then asking why you feel bad
1: yeah and I like being the idea of being curious versus you know it's like it's not as heavy. Like you're like, you're, you're not like sometimes when we say we need to eliminate this and it's like, then it's like heavy. And then it just feels like you're doing things bad or wrong, but you're not, you know, it's hard because you've been eating like this for how many years to Mm -hmm. one day to stop it is going to be hard, but you stay curious. Then it becomes more playful and childlike and easy, not as stressful. And we don't want
0: that. Stay tuned, love. We will be right back after this short break. Hey, love. I have some exciting news. I am currently enrolling for my one-on-one health coaching program. If this is something you've been thinking about, go ahead and click the link in the description below to book a free call with me. What you get working with me is two one-on-one, one-hour sessions a month to focus on your specific health needs. My one-on-one program is to help mothers make their health a priority again and feel good in their bodies without the yo-yo dieting stress. You get nutrition education, handouts, worksheets curated for your needs. You get gifts in the mail on your doorstep to help you on your journey from me. You get private text support and connection to me for days that you are struggling. You will walk away from this program more confident in yourself and in the choices that you're making for your health. You will have a toolbox chock full of things to bring you back into balance because not every day is going to be good, right? And we all have ups and downs, but you will know how to bring yourself back to center and back to feeling good in your body again. So what are you waiting for? go ahead and book the free call. Even if we decide not to work together, you will walk away with three steps to work on your health right now. Things that you can do immediately. So don't put your health on the back burner any longer. It's time to make yourself a priority. Go ahead and book that call. I hope to talk to you soon. back to the show. So, kind of pivoting a little bit, but what have you seen in the health industry cuz you've been in it for quite a long time in regards to discrimination against certain people and how could functional medicine bring like bridge that gap like you talked about working with veterans and we're hearing I mean, it's been going on for a long time, but hearing more that people who are black or brown or indigenous really don't get the quality care that they should. Uh, So what is your view on that? What have you seen and how could that, how could you help?
1: Um, Definitely. You know, I definitely have seen there's a bias, you know, gender and you're black or brown or indigenous, you said, I think one thing that I noticed is that a lot of even just like the research is typically for a, a white male of a certain age is not, you know, like they don't really have a lot. Sometimes it's like not for females or for the blacks or browns in the information that we're getting, but then our treatment plan is geared towards that typical, you know, that type of um, population and, and then, one body type. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one body type and different, you know, t- totally different genes. And so then we are missing out on that information there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm happy that there is more understanding than that. And they're trying to um, diversify the research to so that we can include different um, people of color yeah, it, um, and, and gender too. I think that's one of the things I do notice. And for me, in the sense of like the functional medicine practice... I like it we try to create an individualized care. Like it's because we talk to the person, we're talking to the person what they want so that we can make it, we adapt the, t- the plan for them. And I think that's what's most important. And then I think the other thing that I wanted to kind of address that we don't, you know, typically talk about and even in traditional or functional is kind of looking at, the cultural healing practices, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's very important in the sense of talking to them and including that in their care. um, Because we sometimes forget that they might know what they have, what to help them heal. Right. And it may not be something that we never thought about because there's many different types of cultures out there. um, And, and I think it's important to bring that in to um, conversation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Focusing on the individual person and their individual humanity—that that is the core way to start your healing journey. You're not looking at somebody else. That, well, this is how they did it, so I guess this is the only way. um, And really bringing in that full aspect of that individual and what do they need and what is, you know, on their heart and what are they trying to accomplish with their life. Yes, I think it's, yeah, their
1: life. I think we you know sometimes be. Focus in healthcare, we focus a lot like the numbers, and this is what we want to expect and see. But we forget yeah. what is their what is their outcome they want,
0: you know? Yeah, and what cultures are they trying to keep alive um, from their ancestors and from their families? Is that being demonized, you know, in the media? Like something isn't healthy, and they're like, I, you know, my ancestors have done this for thousands of years. So it's really honoring their whole experience. Definitely, yes. And then you are also a Reiki master practitioner. I am also certified just in Reiki one, but this could be a little bit of a woo-woo topic for some of my listeners. So I kind of want to take the fear out of it. Tell me what is Reiki and how can it actually add to our health?
1: So Reiki is using the universe's energy to flow through me and through my hands onto the other person in order to block any stagnant energy. And we're all made of energy. Yes. We're all made of energy. Mm -hmm. It, It might sound very woo woo and out there, but I kind of reduce it down to, well, let's think about our remote TV remote and our TV. We're sitting on our couch. We don't get up and push a button. Well, we do, we put, we push a button in a remote and somehow magically our TV turns on. We don't see anything, Mm -hmm. but it happens. And we typically don't know what's happening. There are signs and says we, it happens. Right. Right. And so it's much the same with Reiki. There's this energy that's flowing throughout the universe and And then, and then I've, I've through Reiki practice and able to transfer that positive energy through the person. So the thing is that when we go through stress, mental, physical, emotional stress, if we don't know to kind of, what's that called? Get it out of our body. Yeah. Move that energy out of our body. Then that energy will stay in our body and it could be stayed in our muscles our joints, our heart, you know, all that type of energy, it will stay in and it gets stagnant and stuck. And so with Reiki, we help kind of start moving that so that we then we can create an environment of healing for the body.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had Reiki done and I've done it on other people and it's, it's very relaxing. So even just the stress um, reduction of using Reiki Because like she was speaking earlier, um, stress affects every major function in your body. And so it's another way that you can help reduce stress on the body. And you also mentally feel better after it's done. Yes. Yes. So yeah, people come to me for
1: physical and emotional ailments like back pain. I had one for carpal tunnel, um, some just for mental health issues and then others just for clarity. You know, yeah. just kind of giving that time for space to like really think and move things that you don't need in your head. I think is I think that's kind of the biggest thing, as you said. And they just kind of feel more relaxed. I think one girl she was saying it's like I feel a lot like more. Her body felt more relaxed and her muscles more at ease than a massage. Wow. She, she was like, well, it's like every time I come here, I just feel like I got it. it. It felt like she did a massage, but not as. But she's also like a lot more relaxed too. So,
0: Yeah, because it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole body experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. So. On multiple levels. I love that. So what does being healthy mean to you personally? Because we know it means something different to everybody. And, and so tell us about what being the phrase being healthy means to you. For me, it's the whole package
1: being physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually healthy hmm. So it's just kind of keeping all that aligned for me. Um, yeah. So that and in a sense to me is that I can do the outdoor activities that I want, but I can be able to sleep and, and play and do my work creating this business.
0: Yeah. So it's kind
1: of having that balance in everything. So um, I love sleep. So it's like, I know that <laughs> I'm stressed. my I won't be sleeping well, or I'm just tired. I slept for eight hours, but I'm still tired because my brain's working. So I kind of have making sure all of those kind of are healthy. And then in sense of like emotionally, mentally, it's like, I want to be healthy. And to me, that's being that confident person. And so in just building that, healthy person of myself within, um, I think is really important because physically you can work out or eat healthy, but you can still like trash yourself in your head head brain and and saying that you're not enough. And I think that's a main issue may, you know, I don't know about men, but I know for females, like when I work with females, it's like, that's the thing. They're not enough. They're not a good enough mother enough at work. You know, they're not skinny enough, you know, right. me is just to be confident in who I am If at this current moment mm-hmm. uh, is to me being healthy.
0: Yeah. That whole person and, you know, really learning to love where you're at, at any given moment and find the balance you need as you need it. So yeah. that's awesome. Um, Tell me my favorite question here, what brings you a little joy each day? Cause this is different for everybody too. So what's your joy? My joy is I think I mean there's a lot of little things but I think the main one is my little
1: dog Midas. Yeah, he's to me when I take him for a walk he's so excited. It's just this, you know, a simple walk around the block, but he's just jumping around, he's wagging his tail and it's just to me it's like oh, that's just that's how simple being happy and joyful is. Yes. And it kind of reminds me of that. And then we take the walk and I, you know, I don't bring um, my phone or listen to anything. I just kind of like take it as a walking meditation and that kind of sets my day. And I just kind of look, I just be as curious as my little dog Midas is about Aww. the little neighborhood. we have.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's so yeah. cute. Yeah. It's amazing how other living beings can bring us into the present moment. You know, they're not, Midas isn't all congested with the thoughts swirling (laughs) and his body image, like (laughs) kind of channel his energy and be like, I'm just going to be curious and happy on my walk. And yeah. So what are your, um, before we get to the last question, what are your current offerings and where can everybody find you? Oh yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram
1: at join wellness underscore Valerie NP or my website, www. Did I forget a W? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I'll link everything
1: below. Okay. Uh, Joinwellness.net. And I'm also offering a functional medicine holistic practice consultation. Um, Right now it's for California. Um, So if you know anyone in this area, um, in the state, um, let me know. And then, or if you're curious, I do know other functional medicine providers who can definitely help you out too. And I do provide Reiki sessions and I do it virtually also. Um, That one can be out the U S also. And my functional medicine practices also can be virtual these days. So just kind of many offerings that I have.
0: Cool. I will be linking all of her offerings in the description below, including her Instagram page. So you'll be able to follow her for everything that wonderful that she puts out there lots of really great health posts and videos and um, definitely recommend the follow. So to kind of wrap everything up here, what nugget do you want to leave with the listeners today?
1: I think what I want to let them know is that healing takes time Mm. and not to beat yourself up about it. And we didn't get ill overnight. Mm -hmm. And so the journey to wellness and health and being healthy is going, it could, it can take a while, but I think also to enjoy the process and enjoy those little wins that you get, because pretty soon you'll be like, Oh, like, it's becomes this big thing. And you're all of a sudden, you're like, I'm in this really healthy journey. And people are asking, like, what did you do?
0: And yeah.
1: I buy it, you know, I think those little steps are really important. And giving, you know, giving yourself a pat on the back, um, on those little wins each day, I think is really important to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know my own intentional health journey has been about seven years, and It took tiny baby steps building on one another. So you definitely need to give it that time and also grace and compassion for the road. And yeah, celebrating your little wins is so important so that you can see, look back and see all the ways that you have grown and not forget that when you're having a really hard day and think you're not doing enough. You're like, no, you really have. So thank you for that nugget. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so excited um, for everybody to hear more about what functional holistic medicine is and also how they can follow you and get in touch with you and i appreciate you as a friend and just being willing to be on here with me today
1: thank you so much it was an absolute pleasure awesome
0: all right guys we will see you next week have a wonderful day and there you have it thank you so much for listening friend Be sure to subscribe, review, and share this podcast if it resonates, and tag me on your Instagram stories. Your support means the world to me. Be sure to check out my freebies and service offers in the link description below, and join my Patreon and find the monthly offer that works best for your life, starting at just $1 a month. And in case no one has told you lately, you are so loved and held, dear one. Seek joy even in the smallest of ways today. You deserve to experience it and to feel good in your body. Till next time, I love you.